Welcome, welcome, welcome to a very special presentation of the John of All Trades podcast with the Real Nerds. I am your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. Now, here's the deal. This is not an interview show. It's just me and Brad. Brad Haig is the one who inspired me to get into podcasting. And to him, I am forever grateful and forever full of spite because this is my entire life now. This is what I do. I spend pretty much all day with huge chunks of audio. And the fact that I do that allows me very easily to do some stuff that is unbelievably dumb, like what's coming to you next. And I say that with great sincerity and great relish and great joy. Dropping on New Year's Eve 2021 is season four of Cobra Kai. Now, Cobra Kai is a show that I absolutely adore. The people who make this show clearly have watched Karate Kid 1, 2, and 3 probably at least as many times as I have. And the fact that there are people out there like that is just a thing of beauty which is a joy forever. And coming up in Season 4, Sensei Kreese is turning back to his old buddy and the mustache-twirling villain with no mustache but a ponytail, Terry Silver. It's his old buddy from Vietnam. He's a billionaire who made his money dumping toxic waste in third-world countries. So you know just how bad this guy is, who took a couple of months out of his life to fuck with a teenager over a karate tournament. Now, if that's not an all-time kind of setup for pure movie cheese, I don't know what is. Because I have seen this movie somewhere between 75 and 9,000 times. I cannot get enough of it. It is just too weird. They took this beautiful movie in The Karate Kid... And it's mostly okay-ish sequel, Karate Kid 2. And they made some of the most baffling artistic choices anyone could ever hope to make. Now, Cobra Kai, insanely popular on Netflix. And with good reason. It's amazing. And the fact that Cobra Kai is going to exist and incorporate the mythology from Karate Kid 3? Get the fuck out of here. I didn't have to ask for anything for Christmas this year. I got what I wanted. This is perfect. So... That leads me into why we're here today. The reason we're here today is because Brad and I recorded a commentary track while we watched Karate Kid 3 one night. Yep, we turned the mics on and we just let whatever we were talking about come out. That is our gift to you. It is our holiday present and it is something that if you have made it even this far, I am grateful for. If you find yourself, for whatever reason, sitting at home and going, you know, I kind of want to watch Karate Kid 3, which... Okay, interesting choice, and I want to watch it on DVD, (laughs) because that's what people do all the time now, but I don't want to do it alone. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start it at the same time as these guys and listen to them riff on it. Man, God bless you, you beautiful fucking weirdo, because this is about as narrow casting as it gets, and I could not be more thrilled to release it with my good buddy Brad for your listening enjoyment wherever you are, if you so choose to indulge. Now... One housekeeping note, we will tell you when we hit play on the DVD. So, if you start it right then too, you should be good to go. And if you do that, 
you will have the privilege of listening to Brad and I riff on this terrible movie, and I hope it's a big night for you. So, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you to Brad for coming over to my house and watching this late at night, recording this goofy commentary track so we can put it out to everyone else. That's it for me in 2022. This is going to end when the movie ends, so don't expect any fancy sign-off from me. Enjoy Karate Kid 3. I certainly did. I'll see you in 2022. Hope Cobra Kai Season 4 is excellent. And until I hear you again, say goodnight, Gracie. Welcome to Realist Podcast, where for 10 years we've gone to see a new movie each week and podcast our experience of the world. This week, we're not doing that, actually. This week, we're doing an audio commentary for a movie, uh, which we do once in a while. And I'm so excited that after such a long hiatus, I finally have John Ekstrom back on this podcast. John of all trades, baby. Yep. This has been a long time coming because we've talked about this, and I know my schedule is typically more challenging than yours. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's me always like, yeah, we should do this, but when? It's funny, you said, instead of bringing you a new movie, which I suspect you guys will do anyway, this is not an or thing, this is an and thing. Yeah, this is a bonus content thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, it's like, you're going to be talking about whatever movie is coming out whenever you decide to release this, Yeah. but also, you're going to be talking to me about, and we haven't even said the name of the movie yet, Karate Kid 3. Yeah, not the first one. No. We're going all the way to the, to the third one. But... With Cobra Kai Season 4 coming out very soon, we thought it apropos to revisit this because this is a trash epic, <laughs> right? This, this thing is a huge pile of shit, but in a very majestic way. And yeah. you and I share a deep, deep affection for it. Oh, yeah. This was like, I saw this movie before any other Karate Kid movie. <laughs> And, no, that's, oh, that's terrible. But it's, it's one of those movies that's like, like in the early nineties would be the midday movie. Yeah. Um, you know, cause the Karate Kid would be on HBO or something rights wise, <laughs> you know? So yeah. you, you get this and like, I just have an affinity for like these lost treasures cause during the Blu-ray era, they didn't even put this out on Blu-ray. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, uh, it, it skipped DVD, I think even. And yeah, no, no, uh, the, the highest it deserves is Betamax. <laughs> <laughs> but so did you grow up with premium cable, like HBO, Cinemax, Showtime, that kind of thing? Uh, off and on. Okay. Because I feel like I did most of the time, which meant movies like this were on all day, every day. So I have such affection for movies from approximately, let's call it 1987 through 1996 that were just on all day on one of the premium cable stations. And this was chief among them because as we'll talk about, this movie is like cartoony. Yeah. In its sensibility. Like it, it, the tone is all over the place. It's, it's got kind of a nasty sensibility. Yeah. Uh, uh the first one like is a beautiful movie where you find out. Yes. Like, the sensei has you know, this, uh, passed with his, uh, dead wife and then Dan daniel's trying to just like fit into but this movie is just like adults who are picked <laughs> form a, a really elaborate and like convoluted plan to like pick on teenagers uh well entering college teenagers who are played by <laughs> <laughs> yeah 25 year olds or something yeah yeah because i mean ralph macho at the time of this had to be like 30 
and <laughs> I, you know his ass was the size of a small couch. So when I think one of the reasons we wanted to do this now, especially, is because the teasers for Cobra Kai season four feature Terry Silver, and Terry Silver is without question the best character in this movie. <laughs> Every scene he's in, I am transfixed. He dials up to 11. It's phenomenal. There's one specific delivery uh, when Kreese gives him a suggestion that is just so insane. He might as well be twisting a mustache. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly. Is, is he in the tub for this? Uh, he's in the sauna. Oh, you're right. Yeah. He's in the sauna. <laughs> Oh, he has a, a similar reaction to Karate's bad boy, Mike Barnes, while oh, he's yeah. in the tub. <laughs> like he... three, his introduction to this movie is three separate scenes where he's like either in a sauna or a tub or God, what's the other one? Like, <laughs> uh, well, he's uh, doing, he's doing, um, karate sparring, isn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. sparring the first time. And then, yeah, the next scene you see him, he's in a tub, he's in the sauna, and the next scene he's in a tub. Yeah, I mean, this might as well be porn. Yeah. So, as, okay, enough talking. Okay. Shall we get into it? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's gonna be some, a long, a lot of dead spaces we can catch up on other things. So. Yeah, that's fine. So, the Real Nerds, John of All Trades, Karate Kid 3 crossover that everyone has been dying for. Exactly. Literally, getting, Dozens of emails a week. Are you tired of it, Brad? Finally, someone is tackling the dense uh, caricature at, at, of this movie. At, at long last, the three-headed hydra of the two best Denver podcasts with an all-time cinematic classic. All right, we are hitting play in three, two, one, now. This is but a PG movie. Yep. It's, it's safe enough for parental guidance. <laughs> okay. Parents, but you could be seven and be okay with the attempted murder here. <laughs> and, and the implied rape. What we do to you, what we all do to her. Now you're oh, talking. That's right, yeah. It's like, ew. It's, it's a 1989 PG. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, is Columbia Pictures still in business? Yeah, but they're basically Sony now. Oh, okay. So everything Columbia is under the Sony banner. Okay, 10-4. So yeah, we're getting a little catch-up on the past two movies. <laughs> yeah. Starting out here, in case you forgot. Yeah, teaching him the bonsai trees. Tying the headband. <laughs> no, sensei! It's a pretty amazing uh, resurgence uh, for Karate Kid, like, thanks to Cobra Kai. Yeah, no kidding, man. So... Brad, do you remember an old Denver podcast called These Things Matter? I remember the title. Yeah. So I was on it once and I said, I'll talk about either Back to the Future or The Karate Kid. And they go, your pick. And at the time, Back to the Future was kind of overdone, you know, because it was like 2015. So it was like right around the time of the future. Right. So I'm like, I'll do Karate Kid. I had no idea Resurgence was ever going to happen. Yeah. I think uh, YouTube did the Karate Kid or uh, Cobra Kai f first season, like 2018. Yeah. Like oh yeah. It was a while ago. Yeah. There was a video too, by a music video by a band called no more Kings. And they, uh, they were amazing because they did a, a song called sweep the leg and the whole video featured Johnny and the Cobra Kai's all living in this trailer park. It was kind of like a, it's almost like a prequel to Cobra Kai. 
What year did they do that? I like 2008, maybe. Oh, that's so long, it was like yeah. when it was in this wasteland of Karate Kid coverage. I forgot to point out John G. Allison, who died recently. Um, he directed all three of these movies and is also famous for the f- first and fifth movie of the Rocky series. Oh no, so he's not familiar. the fifth one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually uh, the fifth Rocky movie is is on the same. <laughs> Uh, appreciation level is this movie to me. Uh, but yeah, he definitely has affinity for underdog Dude, sports movies. This is why we're friends because Rocky Five has the dumbest sensibility too. The whole Street Fighter thing, where like basically you 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 regress everything the character did. Yeah, in the it, four well, movies is is a choice. It's a choice, certainly. <laughs> what do you think? Is this legal or not? Uh, this crane kick. Oof. That's Dude, a hot debate. Okay, you're you're asking me a blonde guy who's gone by Johnny, <laughs> which character I empathize with? When Cobra Kai came around, I go, oh man. And so now Crease is like busting his trophy, and I read a rumor this was supposed to be the way the first movie ended. But I'm what a nasty ending. Yeah, this is a like I said, his obsession with these children succeeding. Yeah. <laughs> is psychotic. I saw him interviewed once and he's like the, the backstory that I created for my character was, uh, he was pissed off that in Vietnam they lost and he vowed to never lose again. Yeah. And I thought, all right, that's an interesting like character work that manifests in unusual ways in this character. I mean, on some level, I also don't want to know that like I'm happy at, plays into his motivation, but yeah, I guess we're going to get way more detail into it in season four of Cobra Kai. I'm sure we are now that Terry's coming back, but yeah, I mean like if you're that frustrated, maybe take out that energy on, you know, uh, the government and not (laughs) just some kids in California trying to learn (laughs) self-defense. I do find it kind of hard to believe Uh... that he just sits there and takes this. Well, he sells it like a professional wrestling heel, you know, because he, he, he does what's necessary of him. Hey, <laughs> I really like how Daniel can say something insane. Like you were going to kill him, weren't you? And he can just respond with this sort of gruff. Hey, Crease looks hung over. Just imagine him going to a bar last night and just getting hammered and talking to other people at the bar. Be like, yeah, my kids <laughs> lost the Al Valley championship. My life's over. I'm going to go sell my dojo and <laughs> go to Tahiti. <laughs> Everything I've ever worked for. It's been a waste of my time. It's like an onion version of a Tom Waits song. <laughs> My kids lost a karate tournament, <laughs> sold my dojo, and my war buddy sent me to Tahiti. Look at that. Two consecutive years, karate champion. Definitely worth being obsessed over. Definitely. Well, dude, like, what a sad motherfucker, too. You know, just like, that's the pinnacle of his life. He has no students left, because clearly he's a psycho. So I guess all the students, like unregistered the next day how far in the future is this 
it seems well, I guess like, this is happening while two's going. No, on. no, dude. Th- yeah, no. This is a year later, man. Because this is a year after the All Valley. Because like, or maybe like ten months. Well, because a, a couple scenes later here, Daniel and Miyagi are going to get off the plane from Okinawa from the last movie. So, oh, by the way, this is the the villain's house from the Rocketeer. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, dude, the architecture it, is so distinctive. I should, probably should have looked up what the actual. It house also is. looks like a hilltop prison. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very Art Deco. Okay, um, so we're coming up on this scummy millionaire, or prob- possibly billionaire, and it's like the middle of the day. And God, look at all these columns, man! This is the longest hallway you've ever seen. And he's karate sparring, like in the middle of the day, which is such great and like late '80s, early '90s eccentric millionaire shit. Yeah, like. Successful people always talk about how hard they work, and this guy is just sparring. <laughs> He's got a lot of free time. Yeah. <laughs> and he spars hard, too. Come on! Is it that cold in California that you need a fireplace on, Wayne? <laughs> no, dude. That's just that's a typical <laughs> evil rich guy move. Yeah. Just got to show off that fireplace. Let them remind him I'm rich. The wood is made from baby seals. <laughs> God, the ponytail is, it's everything. This guy inspired, partially inspired, uh, the LeBlanc character from Jean-Claude Van Damme's Damn Van. <laughs> oh, cool. All yeah. right. Yep. That's his business. He just dumps toxic waste. <laughs> he dumps nuclear waste into third world countries. In case you <laughs> were unsure about how evil this guy was. Yeah. The very 80s trope of toxic waste. <laughs> you go into Tahiti. <laughs> now. And then they just drive straight to the airport. I would have liked it better if he were in his gi, like, <laughs> in the car. <laughs> Out of time to change. Let's just drop at the car, get you to Tahiti, because I got more toxic waste to dump. By the way, racial slur used twice in this movie. Which one? That has not aged well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we thank them for their service? Yeah, that's, yeah. I don't know if... Uh, it's a little thorny, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I, I guess service shouldn't be like a shield for all your... For being for, an asshole. For everything? God, you're right. Yeah. Which I Like, think- how long were they in Okinawa? <laughs> because yeah. literally the... All of, oh, wait a minute. No, wait. So... He did the All Valley, and then uh I forget there was something with his brother or his family, or maybe his dad. No, that's died. coming up. No, his uncle Louis. No, 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 Miyagi. In the second movie, he has he's got yeah, his he dad dies. Home. His dad dies, and then he like fights his brother or whatever. His <clears throat> brother's basically the millionaire of his town. Um, oh yeah, Sato, the the guy who calls him a coward like four hundred times in that movie. Yeah. 
but yeah, so they're coming back from this, and I I just don't remember how long the movie, like how long they were in Okinawa. It can't be that long, cause like well, no, so it's like a summer vacation okay, for Daniel. So, no, so it must have been that um, they went to Okinawa several months after the All Valley. Sure, that makes sense. Oh, dude, it's the lady that uh, Jerry stole the marble rye from. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, Happy Gilmore's mom. Or grandma. What's her name? Frances Bay, maybe? The actress? Yeah. I think oh, I'm right. Up. Dude, I saw this movie in theaters, and I remember this scene. Like, for whatever reason, like, Randy Heller just, like, captured my imagination. And, like, she's got this, you know, her Uncle Louie with the bell. Like, that's such an 80s thing, too. <laughs> like, ring the bell if you need us. Uh Yeah, Francis Bay, you're right. Um Yeah, it's, it's a very cartoonish portrayal of, <laughs> of this guy infirm. being Infirm? Yeah. <laughs> you know, ringing the bell for someone who's right next to you. Let's write out another love interest. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> it's 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 such a like refreshing choice for this movie to, to do a platonic. Uh, See, I disagree. I feel like that robbed the relationship of all stakes. Good lord. <laughs> yeah, that guy was like a Sunday morning like news uh, newspaper cartoon. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> Hello, I'm, I'm very sick. <laughs> <laughs> See, I felt like uh the platonic angle just totally ruined it. Well, uh, yeah, that's why this movie's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the other thing is, uh apparently it was Ralph Macchio who was married and didn't want to like upset his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a, which is a very like Kirk Cameron energy. <laughs> yeah. Um but it's funny cuz they do set it up like in one scene and then they come back in the next scene and be like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> We're not going forward with that's this plot thread. <laughs> that's a great point. It's but like, we they, don't want to fire her. Yeah, it's like, no, we wanted to give you, you know, two minutes of romantic tension. Yeah. But definitely not more than two. Just three. If that. Yagi's a big fan of the big collar over the suit coat. He's big in the 70s. I think he hasn't <laughs> transitioned to the 80s yet. It's like what I read about Kramer on Seinfeld, which is uh, they wanted his clothes to look out of date because it's almost like he's been a shut-in or like, you know, a weird guy for so long. Is there a lot of money in bonsais? <laughs> like, where where you can just specialize in that? Probably in Los Angeles is just about the only place you yeah. can get away with that. I mean, I've actually seen two in Denver, so I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, commercial space is not cheap. Well, so no, bonsais must uh, bring in enough to do pretty well. Oi.
Seriously, Daniel is built like he's going to give birth to twins at some point in this movie. <laughs> I've been thinking about this for the last 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, my business acumen uh, means you should listen yeah. to this idea. As a 19-year-old kid who looks like a 40-year-old lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess the first one was 84, so yeah. <laughs> he at least did look like a teenager in that one, but yeah. He's, I mean, sort of. I guess in the timeline of this, he's it's only been at least it's a year. It's been a year, dude. So it's been a year. Yeah. He definitely should be out of college by now. And like, in the first one, he gets his license. So, well, that's right, yeah. 16, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, we're to believe he's 17. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a 40-year-old lesbian, dude. <laughs> So, like, that's a that's and very it, charming. And also, uh, a lot of 17-year-olds just walk into real estate <laughs> firms and start purchasing commercial property. With cash. <laughs> yeah. They just show up with no, ca- with uh, no cash collateral. college. Yeah, no collateral. Yeah. Wearing his Levi's with no belt. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, here's the sauna. What the? So Terry Silver's taking time out of his toxic waste dumping empire to repurchase all the Cobra Kai dojos in Reseda, I guess, I think. The Valley. The Valley. Drinking champagne in his sauna. Yep. God, that antenna on that phone is going to break off. It's so heavy. What about the old man? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, good. They both banged the same Tahitian woman. (laughs) Here, here it comes. Oh, here we go. He looks at him. His reaction of like, I never would have thought of that. And that is the most sadistic thing he could think of. <laughs> and he has like three valet, four, two. Okay, so three right. tailors, a valet, and a secretary. <clears throat> I also wanted to point out, I didn't want to talk over that his thing, but... uh the fact that Kreese is on a landline on an island and he's on a <laughs> cell phone in Los Angeles. <laughs> How much would that have cost? Just so backwards. Okay, so he's not only buying commercial real estate locations, but buying three shitty used cars. Yeah. Which he still hasn't checked to see if they even work, but somehow they no, got no. to his property. Well, no, he says make sure it runs. Yeah. like, But it, clearly it runs because it's on his property. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> what, did they drop it? Like, yeah. They airlifted it onto the... <laughs> No, dude, it was like Fast and Furious 7. It was parachuted down. Yeah. Um, So now he's smoking a cigar in the back of his rolls while reading karate magazines. Dude, this is the best villain of all time. (laughs) Like, 
And then this huge (laughs) full page Karate's Bad Boy Tournament Terror Mike Barnes. You don't know how many times I have been stoned and bought you a Mike Barnes cameo or Sean Kanan cameo. Bought me what? You know that you know cameo? Oh, cameo. Yeah, the the voiceover. Sean Kanan. He has one. Yeah, he does him like in character as Mike Barnes. Oh my God! Get stoned <laughs> and do that. <laughs> I need to hear him say like, "You're listening to Rumors podcast." <laughs> this is Karate's bad boy, Mike Barnes. You're listening to the Real Nerds podcast. Do you think we bring him back? Cobra Kai season. Dude, five? I hope. Well, I, I hope, hope so. he's in four, man. Or I guess he. Yeah, he could be. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know uh, what's her face. Elizabeth Shue was going to be in season three. Yeah, that was a cool surprise. That was awesome. Yeah. I mean, they hinted at it, but it's like unlikely. Yeah. It seems like she's distanced herself from it, but yeah, she was absolutely delightful in that season. Dude, Kumiko was great. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and so was the chick, uh, who was like ringing the bell that Daniel rescued in the, in yeah. They were all great. Yeah. Oh, even the guy he fought like in two was, yeah. Dude, so here's the thing. We're watching this and clearly the makers of Cobra Kai have watched all three of those movies as much as we have. Yeah. They, they, That's a great feeling. They they went deep and, like, picked out some, like, like they honor like, every detail of these movies. Yeah. Have you ever noticed Miyagi's beard looks like, a, like an anchor? <laughs> <laughs> I do now. I think he was in the Navy, so... Makes sense. Uh, was he? I think, uh. Well, 442nd, what was that? Wasn't that Air Force? Uh, maybe. Cause. The, yeah, cause, yeah, uh, Silver's gonna, like, pick up a news- newspaper that explains it exactly, so I guess we'll get well, to yeah, that. Well, yeah, well, and that's a payoff from the first movie, too. Yeah. What, like, that whole beautiful scene with Daniel, like, realizing who this guy is and, like, bowing to him and stuff. And what his trauma is. Yeah. yeah. And, like, why he's so drunk that night. Yeah. And Daniel realizing that his problems are so first world compared <laughs> to... Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, they're so, like, elementary school. Yeah, she's probably right. This is a weird movie because this is like a lot of dedication to this plot. Definitely taking it super seriously. So, college money in 1989. <laughs> you can either go to class or afford this. <laughs> you can afford commercial real estate in Los Angeles County. Times have changed. So the state of the cobwebs in this place means this place has been out of commission for quite a long time. Yeah. Little production detail. He says, Mr. Miyagi's little trees. As if anyone knows what in the fuck that means. 
Yeah, simple direct, but just wait till Christmas when shows someone shows up <laughs> looking for a Christmas tree and. You know, just in case it fails and yeah, <laughs> you split liability. <laughs> no, not gonna go down alone. Yeah, how how old is Mr. Miyagi here? So, 1989. That in 1944 was when his. Oh man, now Terry Silver's in the tub. <laughs> we'll come back to that. This guy has like an indulgent, like real housewives kind of life, doesn't he? Yeah, like for a guy who's a millionaire. Uh, who just dumps toxic waste to make his money. He has a lot of free time. How deep is that tub, too? That's like a <laughs> one-person tub. That's awesome. I think he might just be standing in it. Like, that's how deep it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's how extravagant it is. Yeah, he's standing Standing up. tubs. Yeah. And he's got his personal secretary here just, like, doing his business. Yeah. Like, he, you know he makes her look at him naked. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, is, is it big enough today? Yeah. Tell me it's big enough. Yep. Just invite all my clients to my tub room. <laughs> this is where I conduct a business. <laughs> Welcome to my office. The fire's going again. That's <laughs> you really cold up there. <laughs> Snake and Dennis. By the way, do you know who plays Snake? Nope. John G. Allison's son. Oh, okay. Jonathan. Wearing, uh, the color me bad getup with the gold chain. Yeah, with the, well, with the shirt buttoned all the way to the top and the gold chain underneath it. What was the other guy's name? Dennis. Dennis and Snake. <laughs> They're such cartoons. And this guy just has everyone waiting at all times <laughs> and they're all like obedient. Immediately. (laughs) Game recognized game here. So that's 50% on top of uh, the free housing he's getting. Well, and also, how much money is there in karate dojos? <laughs> when I when I think of moguls, karate mogul is <laughs> like usually pretty far down. Do you think on the karate, uh, the Cobra Kai sign, there's like a little offshoot that says like a division of silver industries? <laughs> I'm tired of being pushed around by the fat cats and big karate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, man. Uh, Dude, like, okay, so let's go back to this. So this was 1989. That is 45 years after 1944. So let's figure Miyagi's a pretty young man. 18, 19. Let's call it 20. So that makes him 65 years old here. You got a 65-year-old man hanging out with a 17-year-old kid. It's like Back to the Future Syndrome. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, Marty dude. and Doc friends? Like, why? I've never latched on to an old man like that. 
and just been like, no, we should hang out like a lot. Yeah. Like a whole lot. Let's get into adventures together. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just looking up, uh. I don't know, man. Maybe when I'm 65 though, maybe like, you know, hanging out with some high school kid will just be really, really fun. <laughs> I just want to feel young again through you. <laughs> Because I am approximately equidistant from both at this point. Being uh, 40? Yeah. That's weird. Uh, Pat Morita died in 2005 at 73, so. Okay. He was born in 32. Wow. So okay, been... so he was playing a little older here than <laughs> yeah. he actually was. I was going to say, he was like not even, he was a teenager when he was fighting World War II. Well, not that we needed to, you know, get into war commentary here, yeah. but sending kids off to fight is really fucked up. <laughs> so, yeah, here's the part we remind people uh, how great the first movie was. <laughs> so, dude, in 2021, this montage would be soundtracked by someone doing voiceover about the side effects of a pharmaceutical, right? Because when you see ads for pharmaceuticals, it's always people like enjoying their day and they're like, they're like at a beach or, you know, like uh, doing bumper cars or something. And it's like, may cause paralysis, blindness, oily discharge, death. And it's like, how long is this ad? That's like what this whole sequence is if it were in 2021. Although, also, what are the advertising? Because it's been so long, I forgot <laughs> what we started with. Yeah. It's like, what does this thing do? Oh, it cures my restless leg or my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. <laughs> What's the Adam Kate and Holland bit? Oh, Humira. I don't remember. Oh, uh, is, he goes on to a, a, this long bit about the Humira commercials and it usually starts with like, the one he watched had like a, uh, like a band and the lead singer, um, is like shitting on stage constantly and <laughs> she has to take Humura and all the, yeah, problems that come with that. Dude, how many doors are in this joint? Not a lot of security if anyone wants to steal the, the bonsai trees. Not a lot of easily broken glass. Yeah. Or they could steal their doors. Hmm. This place isn't as big as I thought because I didn't really look at the property before I bought it. <laughs> just just saw it in the newspaper and went straight to Century 21 with it. Yeah. With my college money. Green jacket, gold jacket, who gives a shit? Yeah, I got to use looking a little pudgy. Yeah. And also, what a dumb rule. <laughs> like, yeah, just come out of... Like, the old champion just gets to come back and be the final boss. <laughs> like, <laughs> Doesn't seem very sporting. No. Doesn't... Like, enter the damn tournament again. Yeah. Fight your way to the top again. If you manage to win it as a 16-year-old, you can probably win it as a 17-year-old, too. <laughs> Thank you. 
I do feel like Miyagi is being, it, especially with how many times he lets Daniel get his ass kicked. <laughs> he's pretty unreasonable and inflexible about this. He's like, we've been through two movies together. And you're still pushing for using karate for stupid reasons. <laughs> this ancient art that I love. Yeah, which my best friend threatened to kill me for the entirety <laughs> of the last movie. And at which point I was still unflappable until he threatened to demolish the whole village. Yeah, I'll get to this. Yeah. yeah. I'll throw it in Terry Silver's fireplace. Oh, he's... Uh, no, his own fireplace that Terry Silver, Terry Silver stamps out. Um, I didn't realize Pat Morita was left-handed. It may be for that shot. <laughs> Possibly. Are you left-handed? Uh, right-handed. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh, here. Let me continue working on my throwing wheel <laughs> while I look away from it. Uh, I point out that a ghost came out a year after this. <laughs> so I think it might have been so... stolen. <laughs> Tote stolen. Because, I mean, I don't know about you. I'm at, I'm at least half-mast watching her work that pottery. Yeah. Who, who directed ghosts are like watching this movie and be like, ugh, can't stand this. But this pottery throwing scene, I could do something with this. <laughs> could be a lot sexier. <laughs> Now I'm curious, is, is she a high school student who has like a day job throwing pots? <laughs> or is this like a 25-year-old who has a full-fledged business? Yeah, or are we supposed to forget the fact that uh, Daniel is like 17? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because clearly she's an adult because she had like a serious boyfriend and she moved from Ohio to L.A. And apparently throws sentimental pictures of her relationships on her her place of business. Yeah. Well, sort of. You know, with the head torn off of the other guy. Yeah. I feel like this is something you keep at home. Uh, yeah. It's going to invite a lot I of mean, conversation like from customers. She, and she's really proud of the fact that she repelled down that rock. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, that does set up her backstory for why they're able to do what they're doing. Yeah, do later, I, I guess. guess, but it all, like, it all just sucks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like, Wait, is there a, is this a classroom? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> is that her son? I've never even noticed that kid before. <laughs> no, me neither. Like, what is the, what's going on in the front of this place? The camera just pans across and there's a child like, It's there. like a steady cam. And no one points it out. And Miyagi has managed to wire this entire tree. So he drew it, and he did all this <laughs> in the, in the, in the five minutes that we yeah, in the, went like, across the street. Let, let's let, let's say we swallowed some of the time there in the twenty minutes, right? That's still like that's like three hours worth of work at least. Maybe he does have a viable business. <laughs> yeah, like he's way more talented than I expected. Because that tree is cool looking. Like I don't get it, but like it's kind of awesome. Yeah, it does look like a mini pine tree. Yeah. Not the not the traditional bonsai I've come to expect, but I so it must be bonsai is really the art of doing it rather than the result. 
You, you got to think Daniel could go to a Kinko's and fax that form to his mom, like his actual guardian, <laughs> if he wanted to participate in this tournament. Hmm, valid point. In, instead of this uh, geriatric man that he hangs out with. <laughs> Who has no interest in <laughs> tournaments of any kind. Daniel, always think about the easiest course of action. Yeah. Ah, yes. Thank you. These bromides are not helping me. So wise. Okay, so here's a billionaire (laughs) (laughs) breaking into... An elderly bonsai store owner's house. Yeah, this isn't even the the store. This is Miyagi's his home estate. <laughs> yeah, really enjoy how cartoony people like get ready. Wait, wait, wait. This this shot is not cut, and someone pushed open the window, and he's over here now. <laughs> Yeah, uh, are are you saying the filmmaking in parts of this are substandard? <laughs> How dare you? I'm just a little confused about. Wasn't this window just open? I. Yeah. And it was. It was. It Did was, the cameraman just push it? Was, it open? Yes, it was opened by the cameraman. <laughs> I'd never noticed that before either. I can't get the camera close enough to film Daniel stepping out of the shower. All right, goddamn it! I'll just open the thing. <laughs> but no, you so John, I'm just gonna like. Dolly in a little bit. So here's Terry Silver wearing all black, looking very conspicuous. This is his ninja outfit, a leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> look, this is as cheap as I'm willing to look, okay? Yeah, 442nd. Yeah. I don't know if that's Army or Navy or not. Yeah, I, I can't remember. But I can't believe this guy is doing this himself, too. Yeah. With all the money he... Like, he didn't send Snake or Dennis to do this. Because, <laughs> yeah, Dude, you honestly, can't trust Dennis. Up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Snake they certainly has value in, <laughs> yeah. in what he does. The gold chain would, like, expose yeah. them. Yeah. It just beams off the moonlight. Cool. I'll never get one of these. I'm a piece of shit. Well, and his service is over, too. God, I forgot the score is really oppressive in this movie. Like, that's a lot of furious violin. (laughs) It's like we're watching the fucking Thomas Crown Affair. (laughs) (laughs) He's about to engage in a really elaborate heist. Of this uh, little trees flyer. <laughs> hmm. It's the uh, window the cameraman pushed in. <laughs> How odd. Yeah, sure is. Yeah, I hope the internet gets invented soon so I have to make more flyers. I really hope Miyagi remembers to turn off his lights. <laughs> um, the battery's going to get worn down. And he's going to have to sell that truck here in a bit. 
So you're wearing the old man's shirt on a date? Good God. <laughs> there is something satisfying about burning a document. Have you ever done that? I haven't, but I can imagine it's great. It feels terrific. It's very cathartic. This is like something out of uh, a Warner Brothers cartoon where like, <laughs> the character is stuck in a chimney. And his feet come out and, and he's like coughing at the smoke from one piece of paper being on fire. I don't think there's any smoke from it. <laughs> he's just coughing. <laughs> Even if it did fully burn, I don't think it would have suffocated him either. So I made one of my old girlfriends watch this movie with me when we were dating. And she's like, oh, she's Teen Witch. And I'm like, what the fuck is Teen Witch? Oh, I think that was on How This Get Made. Oh, I've really? never seen it, but I've, I've heard it, how so insane it is. She is Teen Witch. Ah. But yeah, so with this, I think he asked her on a date in the previous scene, and then it just pivots to like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah, no, like, hey, we'll uh, we'll just be pals now. Yeah, and you go, oh, good, yeah, male female platonic relationship, that's what everyone likes. It's real fun. Yeah, but like I said, refreshing because that usually doesn't happen in movies. Yeah. But now that we know that Ralph <laughs> Macchio didn't upset his wife, it totally makes sense. Yeah. But usually, you figure that out before you make the movie. So here, let's uh. Let's go talk to my 65-year-old friend. <laughs> By the Wait. way, I hang out with an old man. <laughs> a I have lot. no other friends. <laughs> I've been in Los Angeles for maybe a year now. A year now. and a half. Still no other friends. <laughs> I kind of pissed most of them off at the Owl Valley tournament. I end up getting in fights a lot. <laughs> By the way, your boyfriend might want to watch out because the last girl I hung out with, I stole. <laughs> I kicked him in the face. <laughs> okay, bye bye. <laughs> so, our, <laughs> yeah, this is my best friend. I call him Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> so, oh. we, uh, we had this thing with Finn. Finn used to sleep on his face, and it looked like he had kitty stroke face. So Kristen was like, the way he said that, I was watching this one day, and she goes, he sounded like he had a little Miyagi stroke face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye-bye. <laughs> wait, wait, what do you mean by karate teacher type? <laughs> Uh. What's your jacket say? I'm trying to read it. (laughs) (laughs) How did you hear that? Oh, right. Terry was up in the chimney. That's right. 
I'm Karate Bad Boy Mike Barnes. <laughs> Why have you not heard of me? <laughs> Aren't you reading the karate mags? <laughs> I got some money to make. <laughs> Here's an unburned one. Dude, the scene's lit so dark, and they're all playing it so straight. This, this tournament is super serious. Yeah, dude, like, it's real. I don't know if you were there in 89. <laughs> She's a really mellow guy. Can you imagine this, this girl, <laughs> like, this is her second, like, introduction to his life. <laughs> Already he's getting death threats. <laughs> I'm best friend with uh, best friends with an old Asian man, and also people. a cabal of karate champions. <laughs> yeah, uh, a guy named Snake <laughs> and a guy named Mike are really, really upset with me for some reason. Have you ever met them? No. <laughs> they hate my guts. My first introduction, introduction to these guys too. And here he comes up with this charade, looking like a humble man. So at some point in Terry Silver's schedule, he sat down and decided, <laughs> okay, I'm going to, in addition to hiring Snake and Dennis and Mike to ruin this guy's <laughs> life, I'm also going to take it upon myself to break into his house and <laughs> learn stuff about his life and then do this charade. Dude. I'm going to come back tomorrow. <laughs> Sometimes I question how I spend my time. <laughs> I got nothing on this billionaire. Billionaires are nuts, man. They're dressed like a peasant. Like, dude, come down. You, you could picture a tweet storm from Elon Musk <laughs> describing this behavior. <laughs> oh my god, I'm just imagining Elon Musk taking time out of his day to, to, to go do this fuck plot. With a teenager. Like just screw with Greta Thunberg or something. <laughs> oh. That's exactly what he would do. <laughs> Mitch McConnell is like, make her knuckles bleed. <laughs> oh yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. I'm gonna go smoke a blunt with Joe Rogan over that. really weird. He's reciting all the details of stuff I keep in my chest. <laughs> it's like you read it. <laughs> Probably should have minded my own business, but yeah. Well, you won't be. Just wait till he files a restraining order against your wife, Daniel. Hey. Killed himself over a karate tournament. That's, that's pretty sad. Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go. It's time for uh, more fun with Snake and Dennis. 
and Mike. I never really noticed how it's like like a one scene separation of this before. <laughs> yeah, we're like right back. Yeah, here. we just came right back to the. Yeah. Well, no, he he said uh, let's think of, or let you know let him sleep on it. And then he did some kata. Yeah. He came back to the store and it was like, <laughs> well, have you decided yet? Dude, that's the thing when you watch media. Everyone has a lot of downtime to pursue, like, <laughs> hobbies and interests. So let's go dancing as platonic friends. And P.S. You're my beard. <laughs> yeah, trying to breathe into him. So I love how Snake comes in and turns off the lights every time too. <laughs> Gotta make this creepier. <laughs> He's just being a dick about the mac and cheese too. And then he goes on Wolverine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, you got Dennis riled up. (laughs) He's not even sneaking Dennis. What's so funny, dude, is he kicks Dennis's ass too. Like, Dennis ain't shit, man. Yeah. And Snake gets taken out by the mac and cheese. And then, oh boy. That's pretty low. Okay, man. Like, Daniel looks like shit here. Yeah, Daniel has been away from the All Valley for too long. <laughs> He's been doing too much kata. Not enough combat. <laughs> Barnes just no-sells all his offense. Ralph, when you fall backwards, make sure you put your fist through the window. Yeah, please. Here comes Miyagi like a fucking Marvel hero. <laughs> Just like through the double doors. Do you know who the only person is to land a hit on Miyagi in the entirety of these three movies? No. It's Chosen. In the garden, remember? Like, after Daniel and Kumiko go to the dance, and they come back... If Sato shows up again, Chosen gets a shot on him on the back with the spear. Remember that? No. Yeah. It's the only hit landed on Miyagi in these three movies. Legendary status. And so now Miyagi starts singing this goddamn song. Like, he is really obnoxious in this movie in a lot of ways. Well, he has to be to uh, (laughs) piss... um... Daniel off to go to become Cobra Kai, yeah. yeah. But to be fair, Daniel's problems are usually pretty stupid. <laughs> They're kind of self-inflicted, <laughs> yes. But it, yeah, in this one, now he's he's dealing with like multimillionaires who want to kill him. <laughs> so yeah, uh, he, I guess Miyagi's just... definitely actually Miyagi does kind of realize later that he's 
yeah, a little just... too playful about it. Yeah, that's true. Like when when Kreese shows up at the dojo, he's like, "Oh shit, I've been fucking around with Dude, this kid." And... That, that's like my favorite scene too. That whole scene <laughs> in the dojo. Let's show him what I'm talking about. He's hiding behind his own standee. <laughs> I know. And even though Daniel walks right by him, <laughs> he doesn't sense that there's anyone well, there. I'm willing to. I've done a lot of backstory in my head. I'm willing to believe that Kreese was hiding in the office and, and waited slipped. for the chance yeah. to. Just like they're that evil enough. Also, nice California touch there. There's a nodding donkey. So, like, I guess that Miyagi has oil money. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Oh no. <laughs> and the application is hanging there like it's a <laughs> fucking Warner Brothers cartoon. Like he hung his like wife's head to yeah. show that, like, to call him out. Or it's like a Roadrunner cartoon, right? <laughs> so. Apparently Miyagi has no food in the house because he's going to go fishing to go catch dinner. They're just eating. Well, he showed for mac and cheese and then he found it all on the floor, so he's got to go fish now. So they're, they're like subsistence farmers. Just pure hunter-gatherer. Like, I better catch some fish tonight, otherwise we're not going to eat. Is like 11 p.m. at night like the best time <laughs> to go fishing? <laughs> It's like Princess Bride. It's probably some local fisherman out for a pleasure cruise <laughs> <laughs> through eel-infested waters. Is this really the California coast? I don't think I've ever really seen it. <laughs> well, dude, it looks like Northern Cali- California. Jaxie. Jaxie has some commentary on this movie. <laughs> So he takes it upon himself to wake up in the morning, take his platonic friend Jessica to go rappelling down the side of a cliff. Although, conveniently, that's why that photo is in the... Yeah, he's like, oh, I know someone who knows how to rappel down cliffs, so... <laughs> Which I can... And I could spot a real bonsai, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, being a 17-year-old kid from New Jersey. Yeah, Mi- Miyagi only told him that it's there. He didn't say like like exactly where or what it looks like. Yeah, so <laughs> he's just gonna happen upon it, hopefully, and not waste Jessica's time. Yeah, in this like, uh, what is it called? Like Devil's Cauldron. Yeah. Yeah, so he can spot the bonsai amongst just all that fauna <laughs> in this ravine or whatever the fuck you... I Like, what do you call this geographic feature? I, I don't know. Well, I brought binoculars, so... <laughs> so, hashtag science. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God, open your eyes. <laughs> yeah, hello, binoculars... And I'm also a Caucasian man. <laughs> so I'm going to explain this oh, God. with less accuracy, but more confidence. And this is a, <laughs> uh, this clearly looks like a propped up fake bonsai tree superimposed in front of the film. Brad, don't criticize the set design. You can criticize lots about this movie, but not set design, please. How dare I? You're doing this for the first time. <laughs> Let's definitely go first. <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't do this in tandem. 
Don't be attached to each other. Definitely go separately and without any. Definitely don't kick any rocks at the new guy. <laughs> I like it that her advice is lean back. Yeah, don't don't hug the the terrain. Definitely lean backward. <laughs> I'm going to point out this is, again, a soundstage with a uh, <laughs> rear projection of the Devil's Cauldron right now. Oh, very good. For safety reasons. Well, sure. Because, like, there there's some real shots in here, but these are, like, weird inserts. Yeah. But it's, it's just funny, like, growing up and watching it on TV and VHS, like, now that with the Blu-ray, yeah. it stands out like a sore thumb. Yeah, you're right. It it's like uncanny valley kind of shit. Yeah, but it makes sense because you actually don't want to put these people. <laughs> no, you don't want to put them in peril. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, so Insert here they are for real. People. Yeah. Yeah, like very long shot of uh, like what a weird gig too. Like, hey, can you rappel down a hill? Um, we need you to shoot for like half a day or whatever it is. You're back in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. God, that looks like the set of Willow or something. Yeah. Like, or the Princess Bride. Yeah. Here's our plastic tree. Here's our stunt people. <clears throat> so, you know, one of my favorite movies is Rad. And the stunt double for Lori Laughlin is BMX legend Martin Aparijo. <laughs> like, how weird would it be to be, you know, just, like, especially in the 80s, you're this dude and stunting for the female lead of the movie. You're like, well, oh, whatever. Oh, there was another movie that did that. What was it? Oh, uh, The Mummy, the 1999 Mummy. Oh, with Rachel Brendan Fraser? Weiss. Yeah, 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 Rachel Weiss in the library when she's on the the ladder and she's like going between the bookshelves. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a dude. That's a very masculine person. That's funny. That's, uh, the opposite of that. There was a show on E called kill reality and it was a bunch of reality stars like in a horror movie. But the E series was like the making of that movie. It was a real through the looking glass kind of shit. Right. Mm -hmm. But Johnny Fairplay's stunt double was a woman because he's like so small that his stunt double was a woman, so, like, she had a fake mustache on her and stuff. It was funny. <laughs> and then, In the past two days. <laughs> and then she fucks up. It's like these two are doing a fucking Abbott and Costello routine. <laughs> right? I mean, it's all, like, slapsticky. God. Jesus, Daniel. Like, no wonder everyone wants to fight you. I find her, like, I don't understand how this tree that grows next to salt water is suddenly <laughs> not doing well with salt water. Yeah. Of course the tide's coming in. <laughs> and then how much are these uh, are these villains like following them around too? Yeah. And by the way, these people have really interesting lives. One day you're in a karate fight in your bonsai studio. 
The next day, you're rappelling down the cliff <laughs> and, uh, and getting threatened. And what a hell of a throw, too, by the way. What do you throw? The, what do you think, man? Oh, the, it's the, the contract or the, it's tied to a rock. Yeah, I gotcha. <clears throat> Can't sign it now because it's all wet, dumbass. <laughs> I remember as a kid thinking, how does he have a pen on him? Yeah. Like, <laughs> who carries a pen on him? The only person I've ever known who has a pen on him at all times is Stephen Alwan, one of my best friends. And he legitimately does, always in his pocket. That's no, smart. I guess. I mean, I, I find it uncomfortable, so. Yeah. <laughs> Just a reminder for those listening, uh, <laughs> These three, these three people were ready to let this guy die for not signing up for a karate tournament. So when to let these two people drown. Also, I have never been hooked up to a carabiner like this in my life. Like, I can't, it, imagine thinking like, of all the days that I decide to go rappelling down the side of a fucking cliff. <laughs> Where there's a deadly tide inlet, apparently, at the bottom, um, is the day that this guy who wants my karate title, it's the day that he decides to come and fuck with me. And honestly, I think you could walk around out of there. <laughs> like, yeah, you got a carabine, you got to propel down, but I think you could walk your way back up. Yeah, well, who knows? It doesn't seem that steep. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, make sure he didn't do any tricks. <laughs> make sure he didn't sign it, you know, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> ah, yeah, there's the rapey part. Good Lord, ick. So this guy is the director's son. How funny is that? Good old snake. Yeah. Got to get started somewhere. He's had enough of the tomfoolery. Dude, that's low. Oh. That tree had nothing to do with this rivalry. And Snake can't stop laughing. It's the funniest thing on earth to him. Dennis has already gone home. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably wise. <laughs> Miyagi immediately knows what it is. Wait, why was Miyagi mopping? Isn't it raining? <laughs> Just <thinking> that. <laughs> I bet you Terry Silver has all 17 of his fireplaces on in the rain here. 
including the one across from his tub, <laughs> like in the hallway across from the bathroom where his tub is. You know, after three movies, Daniel, you don't mean for a lot of things to happen, and yet you still ruin this poor man's life. Yeah. And man, people just really, really want to fight you. <laughs> and in in many ways, I can't say I blame them. Like, yeah, he does invite a lot of... Uh... Well, especially like in that first season of Cobra Kai, you're like, man, Daniel's kind of a smug dickhead. Yeah, like all all Johnny wants is his car fixed, and he definitely rubs his success <laughs> into him. <laughs> I feel like, oh, so he's in the tournament. Daniel feels like one of those friends you have that's exhausting to be friends with, <laughs> right? Where you're like, yeah, we're friends, but god damn it, man. Why is this always such work? And I'm just watching the bonsai delivery men back there. <laughs> Wondering what their They're lives are. They're bringing in a shitload of trees, too. In the rain. Like, ah, oh, I gotta make my bonsai delivery today and it's raining. <laughs> I'm gonna quit this fucking plant delivery service and I'm gonna go back to dental school. Why don't we have our own shop? Why are we delivering to this guy? Man, that's an Amtrak train, too. Dude, like, what's with the weather in L.A. <laughs> like during this it's movie? It's always sunny. It's pretty foggy. Yeah, it's it's like they're in the Pacific Northwest in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> like the whole Devil's Cauldron and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's... like there's not a lot of sunshine. Like the first one, there's a ton, but there's it's just like all fog. This is a general malaise that there's a Karate Kid Part Three being made. <laughs> I'm just imagining some butler, he told some butler to like ding up the bumper more. <laughs> Give it more character. Yeah. Make me look more broke. <laughs> oh, he did? <laughs> Seems out of character for that guy. <laughs> He mostly told me how much he liked to kick dogs. <laughs> he really didn't even need to lampshade the truck, did he? Lampshade the truck? Well, because Daniel goes, hey, nice truck. Oh, yeah. And it's like, no, it's pretty bad, actually. Imagine like being this kid and like people just show up to kick your ass every day. <laughs> I mean, the first movie, yeah, you kind of invite a lot of it, but in this movie, he's just, he's just, well, dude, the first movie's high school. Yeah. Like high school is like an ecosystem unto itself. This is the real fucking world and a guy just comes into your backyard. Yeah. And just starts kicking your ass. This movie's nuts. 
Now they they stage a little fake fight, even though they're on the same side. Just imagine that while uh, Miyagi and him were like dealing with the trees, these two are back at the mansion <laughs> choreographing this fight. <laughs> just like laughing about it. When I get back from just driving up next to him while they're jogging, <laughs> we're gonna go back to his house. <laughs> And you show up. Yeah. And I'm going to hit you in the face with my book. <laughs> God. So, here's a 190-page yearbook of sweep techniques. <laughs> this hardback, leather-bound. <laughs> It's kind of hard to believe this, is, this isn't this is anything that Miyagi didn't already teach him. In wrestling, we call that selling, <laughs> and he didn't do it all that well. Suddenly super sunburned. <laughs> Which is weird, considering all the fog. <laughs> My God, he is. Yeah. Dude, that's more, I think that's a casualty of Blu-ray. Clearly someone who was shooting this scene all day. Yeah. Meanwhile, the olive-skinned Daniel is immune to it. Probably had a trailer. What is that? What's going on on that track right there? <laughs> is that guy just laying on it? <laughs> They're going to flatten pennies later. <laughs> it's real wholesome-like. <laughs> and <they're> gonna, <laughs> that guy's gone now. They're going to go down to the soda fountain and get a phosphate. <laughs> that is like the meme where... With the otter holding something like they're really proud of yeah. and then <laughs> being ignored. Yeah, no one gives a shit. I gave you a car, man. <laughs> Although I will say Miyagi coming out with the broom. That's a real dick move, dude. <laughs> like, Like, Miyagi is, you know, like this... Definitely trolling him pretty hard. Right yeah, here. he's like this old sage, but he, his inability to read Daniel's actual desperation... Yeah. Well, like I said, is, I think... He's quite annoying. I think he's pretty oblivious to, like, that this kid is legitimately getting death threats. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was a fun fight earlier from a bunch of bullies, but Miyagi has rarely interacted with Silver at this point. Yeah. I will say he throws a lot of wheel kicks. Um, and they look pretty good. I mean, you know, he's no Van Dam, but he does move pretty fluidly. Do you think he's going to bust this out in season four or is he going to be like, I hope it's not wizened. like Crease. Yeah. Where like the fights with Crease at the end of season three were some pretty obvious and, uh, annoying body doubling. Do you notice that? A little bit. Yeah. But, like, again, it's like he's, what, 60? Dude, yeah, 60s. Crease is old as fuck, man. I think he's, I think Crease is, like, close to my dad's age, honestly. I mean, this whole saga is, what, 30 <laughs> years old now? 84, man. Yeah. 30, 37 years old was the original one. Yeah, it's almost 40. And he's probably, what, 30 when he's in these movies? Probably, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, my sense is trolling me right now. So also, what what is the schedule this guy keeps? Like, <laughs> like this this really is he is dedicating a lot of time to Daniel. This is like his what third interaction with him today. today. <laughs> so I got to go to the meeting with the governor. Talk about how to dump some more toxic waste. Now you go. I got to go bribe drive a by senator. this kid while he's jogging. <laughs> Go back, bribe a senator, come back down to the Cobra High Dojo, do some sweeping kicks. Um, I, I got you the choreographed routine with Barnes. Yeah. <laughs> Fight Barnes at the, at then, the Miyagi Complex. I, I got to talk about selling, selling some stock options. <laughs> and maybe he shows up in my dojo later. <laughs> By the way, it's now 1.30 in the morning when this scene takes place. <laughs> I should throw that on a pillow. <laughs> what desire, devotion, and discipline? Yeah, like a live, laugh, love pillow. <laughs> desire, devotion. <laughs> the other side says the three D's of making a champion, <laughs> and a picture of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> That's really for everyone. <laughs> I like. Uh, I like when that shows up in Goop. You know, Gwyneth Paltrow's. <laughs> Like, wait a minute. You just told me it was all about defense. <laughs> wait, wait, slow down, I guess. <laughs> oh, this is supposed to be a person. <laughs> When do we get to the lesson where I chop the guy's arms off? Is <laughs> <laughs> those size behind me? When I took karate as a kid, and like I just kept asking the sensei when we could start using the weapons. <laughs> you took karate as a kid? Yeah. What belt did you get to? Purple. How high is that? Uh, I think it's arbitrary. Okay. <laughs> I, I got white, yellow. What were you orange, doing? Were you doing like taekwondo? No, just a uh, uh, kempo karate. Okay. I was in a Ninja Turtles. Of course I was in a karate. <laughs> yeah, sure. Ow. <laughs> He's like right in his face. I don't understand what's going on. I, like I, I swept you to the ground and this thing's not moving at all. Well, in his defense, it's made out of metal piping, <laughs> wood, <laughs> not human joints. Ooh. Yeah, maybe by tomorrow I'll be almost a 30-year-old man. He's going to heal like a 30-year-old man. Oh, that Cobra Kaigi sacrilege. Yeah. It's tough to watch. Okay, Daniel kicked a board like five times, <laughs> and he's walking like he got it out of a fucking bear trap. Looks like he rolled his ankle or something. And what was Miyagi doing? Like, was he just hanging out in his front yard? Daniel like... just walked by there and didn't see him at all. 
Was Miyagi in the fucking bushes like VC? <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, he's never gonna recover from that. <laughs> from the minor blister <laughs> that he's got? Hold on, let me uh, hide my yearbook of. <laughs> Not a technique. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, of leg sweeping techniques. <laughs> oh, I saved the, the bonsai drawing. I always work out in my jeans and my button up. I don't know about <laughs> you. Just on my bed doing sit ups. I know that's the gag, but like. Don't come in like he's like he's wearing one shoe. You know what? It's like it, it's like he caught him jerking off. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like <laughs> he's gonna hide the fact that he's been training with another sensei by explaining <laughs> he's been masturbating. Tiny little collar on Daniel's shirt. Hmm. Miyagi carries pens all the time. Well, he's always wearing that work shirt. Yeah. Daniel can't even like think of a lie. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I was jerking off. That's. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, not karate. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not karate. Nope, I'm over this all valley thing. Trust me. <laughs> I'm more interested in women. <laughs> I. Why did I say that with an upward lilt? <laughs> Huh, maybe I shouldn't have been trolling him all day. Yeah. I'm sending him in this spiral of lying to me. As he about karate. As he prays to this shrine. Dude, seriously, you know what's going on. You and your fucking anchor beard, man. Just help him. What's wrong with you? That <laughs> Again. He kicked a wooden board five times. Miyagi is a bit supernatural, though, because he did help his his knee, like, within seconds. Oh, yeah. Well, sure. Man can't breathe. He can't fight. I'm following you. (laughs) Behind them, his lungs. So in Silver's busy schedule, he also re-rigged. <laughs> he got new wood dummy. in there. <laughs> See, this one, it seems like he could do. Like, it's... It's a forearm elbow smash, you know? Like, come on. How'd you know about that? 
<laughs> you weren't there. Chris is dead. Wake up and smell the coffee. Remember when people used to say that unironically? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see if my reverse psychology worked. <laughs> now I'm going to listen in. Yeah. Good Lord. Daniel really is soft in a lot of ways, though, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm not saying Terry Silver's right here, but Daniel has been a whiny pecker this entire movie should have gone to college <laughs> instead of going into business with your 65 year old yeah, you could have friend. gone out of state and not even dealt with any of these people <laughs> can you imagine like terry still for flying cross country to pick on him <laughs> like like daniel's at east carolina university or something yeah like, like studying finance or something and just terry shows up in class <laughs> Like Steve Buscemi pretending to be a kid. How do you do, fellow kid? <laughs> oh, now he's stealing. He's really falling down. Uh, he's stealing Miyagi's magic powder. Man, why doesn't Miyagi sell that? Seems like it'd be a better market for that <laughs> than, than the stupid trees. <laughs> On page 86... Uh, the leg sweeping yearbook. So this one, you start on the left foot. Where were we starting before? I'm still jerking off. Get out of here. <laughs> You know, I've watched this movie a billion times, and more and more, I seem to be coming around to Daniel's point of view here. Because, like, Miyagi has been totally unreasonable and just, like, not listening. Yeah, he's been treating him like a joke. Yeah, and it's like, okay, you're crying because he snapped at you, but it's like, clearly you're not hearing him, man. Like, yeah, he's you, not you getting... him with the broom. <laughs> yeah, like, he's not getting any of his needs met here. And now he's cavorting with assholes. He's going to assault a man in a, in a nightclub. How long is this movie, man? How long no, have we I'd... been at this? Jesus Christ. I never really thought about it as a two-hour movie, but it might be. Part of Terry's day is also repainting the dojo. <laughs> he's been fixing it up. <laughs> Jesus, dude, we have a half hour more of this. I know, Jax. I think it's uh, off-putting because we're used to the, the, the championship part being like maybe a good half hour, but really in this movie it's about <laughs> It's like seven minutes. minutes. <laughs> yeah, this movie is like a horror movie. It's just like the psychological terror movie. We're watching him torture Daniel for how long? 
reverse punch. Why is it a reverse punch? Do you know? No, he's punching straight forward, so I don't get that at all. You you don't remember uh, from your Kenpo days? Nope. <laughs> I remember Tiger Claw. That's that's about it. Oh. Oh man, somewhere John Kreese just came. <laughs> <laughs> he's just lounging on a beach, going, "Ooh, <laughs> oh man, what happened?" <laughs> Earth move for you too. He's got the feeling some twenty-five-year-old busted his knuckles. <laughs> That's it. That's all you got to do. That's the whole training, man. Break a. You got to you got to break boards with your feet twice. With your one foot, your elbow, and your fist, and then you can get into the All Valley. That's right, and, and you're win. gonna win. So there's a columnist on Stereo Gum named Tom Bryan who writes, he's chronicling every number one billboard hit since 1958. And whoever this guy is singing in this scene has a number one hit in like 1990 or 1991. How weird is that? He's not singing it here, but. Yeah. Now I'm trying to figure out who it is because it sounds really familiar. Um So I think he's a somehow he's not one of the new kids, but he's like friendly with the new kids. I think. Those guys have quite the ugly look, though, don't they? Oh man, that's like most of the bands looked in the eighties. Yeah. Who is that? I'm gonna look it up. I'm guessing the song's called Highwire. Probably. What a weird coincidence that Terry Silver's also at this club. <laughs> Daniel is so dumb. Dude, one thing you cannot question is Terry Silver's work ethic. Yeah, like he deserves <laughs> to be a millionaire. <laughs> Possibly billionaire. Yeah. Now imagine somewhere prior to this, he was talking to that guy. <laughs> He's staging another fight. Yeah, Terry is so rich that he has, like, no time for work at all. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, whatever he's into, he's dedicating his time to it. Yeah, this like, is a full-time Yeah, scam. he's, like, all in. It's amazing. <laughs> we should all be so dedicated to anything. <laughs> I want to get so rich that one day that I can fuck off and just <laughs> screw with people full-time. That'd be amazing. I like that she's leaving the next day. <laughs> I know when I get ready to move across the country, I go out dancing the night before. with my platonic friend the night before. Yeah. She's clearly not even close to moved out of this place. <laughs> no, like she's just starting on that suitcase. <laughs> Conan the Barbarian. The cultural touchstone. We all relate to. I think maybe that band was called Badlands. I don't know. They have a song called Highwire from 89. Oh. 
Waylon Jennings? <laughs> that can't be right. I am roughly 100% certain that was not Waylon Jennings. Yeah. Glenn Medeiros? Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's who it is. Yeah, I've never heard of that name before, ever. Yeah. (laughs) And now, everyone, get ready for Glenn. (laughs) Dude, okay, so here's the thing. Glenn has a band. So this is when Jessica leaves the movie here, mm-hmm. old teen witch. And <clears throat> I realized one of the hard things about this movie is that the first Karate Kid has a lot of moments of real dramatic tension. This one is so dark and there are like almost zero moments of joy in it. Like it's basically like this downbeat fucking like, it's like Karate Kid directed by Michael Haneke. <laughs> Where, like, let's see how much this millionaire, this old karate teacher, and this psychopath and his two goons can terrorize this kid yeah. before the audience begs for mercy. Even the first one, like, he got to go on the date at, like, yeah. the arcade with. Yeah, uh, like, golf and stuff. Yeah. And, like, you know, in the beach and stuff. Like, literally nothing good has happened <laughs> for him. <laughs> In the past hour. <laughs> no. Hour and a half, dude. Yeah. Like, like he's all estranged from Miyagi. and He got to go into business with his best friend, but yeah, other than that. Yeah, dude, this is like... It's been a disaster. This is like if you handed the script to Karate Kid to, like, Lars von Trier. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to do the dark, gritty version of Karate Kid. Yeah, the first one was fun and all, but just imagine if adults picked on this guy. (laughs) Yeah, no, here. Here's the thing. It's still a kid, but it's it's thoroughly self-actualized adults choosing to just be really cruel. Adults who are already very successful in their own lives and have no reason to feel threatened. (laughs) By this kid who's sacrificing his college funds... To open a tiny tree store with his uh, geriatric best friend. (laughs) Who may inherit the business very soon. That's the kind of film we have to make. I'm sorry. What? Dude, we're coming up on my favorite scene, though. It's when he goes back to the dojo, like, right now. And... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... Crease and Barnes and Silver are all there. Presumably they've left the nightclub and like they're like, I think he's going to show up at the dojo next. So we so should be ready. They're masters of psychology yeah. <laughs> where they're like, we know what he's going to do. So let's all make sure we get our geese on. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is all the same night, man. Like, yeah. I got him to punch this guy out. He's going to come back to the dojo for my help. And No, and tell me. That he doesn't want anything to do with me anymore. That's right, yeah. Apparently the only one who doesn't know what's happening at any given point in this movie is Daniel. Because <laughs> clearly Miyagi knows what's going to happen. 
Like yeah. he's somehow divined that this has all been a setup. Meanwhile, Daniel has never been to the Rocketeer villain's house. At least Daniel doesn't walk on the mat with his shoes on. Like even he's smart enough not to do that. Yeah, you yeah got... so no crease back there. Just point that out. <laughs> yeah. You gotta respect the mat. Oh, I was just doing my normal one thirty training. Yeah. Oh man, he looks so mad. It's like I fucked off from work for <laughs> two weeks already. And this is the outcome I got? I lost that Borneo chloride sludge deal. <laughs> Oh, true capitalist right there. Yeah. Nothing's for free. I can't even dump toxic waste where I want <laughs> without paying for it. Please don't call me Danny. Yeah. It's just Dan now. <laughs> Dan LaRusso. <laughs> it's Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. And he's like, Dad. Hold on. It's just Dan now. <laughs> I love that scene. I'm what he's talking dude, about. This is PG. <laughs> well, dude, like that's like that's it's an 89 PG. This is pure pro wrestling. Like the heel turn shit. Hold on, and now here comes Crease. I can see him standing there. Okay, you're right. He probably was in the office and just <laughs> slipped back there. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> but you're supposed to be dead. You don't have to. <laughs> Epic villain shit. Yeah. Just just circling back here, you got three grown adults picking on this college kid <laughs> because he won't fight in a tournament. In the with All no Valley stakes. under eighteen tournament. Yeah. It's not like there's a, like a charity purse that should, they're wait, missing out on or should we stand here and continue laughing like cartoon villains? <laughs> 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 we sure should. Let's do it again, even even after we get our asses kicked. So now Miyagi's going to beat up a 17-year-old. <laughs> you think Barnes is 17? I imagine he's like in his 20s. He has to be, dude, to be in this tournament. It's the All-Valley Under-18 tournament. Do 17-year-olds have, like, magazine spreads of... Like... Dude, have you never read a karate magazine? Because no. I sure haven't. So... <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, let's not take him on at the same time. So, yeah, literally neither of these guys land a shot on Miyagi. That's so racist. I know. It's like, and it's like he's making fun of... The karate he clearly has studied and is really good at. Like, you'd expect that out of some asshole boxer or something, you know? I will say, as far as fight choreography goes, their ability to make Miyagi look like an absolute killer is amazing. Yeah, it's not bad. It's the best fight in the movie, really. Yeah. 
Just because, like, Miyagi is, they, they know, like, no wasted motion with Miyagi ever. Like, his economy of motion is incredible. <laughs> it's all covered in glue. Do you know how much time a day I waste just <laughs> fucking with people? Hold on, let's let's start laughing like villains again. Yeah, we didn't just get our asses kicked. You won't. That's like when... <laughs> Why are we laughing? <laughs> the whole gym is just filled with nitrous. Like <laughs> Daniel's had a very much uh, like when Bane uh, realizes that Batman's back and he's like, oh, you came back to die for your city. And then Batman's just like, no, I came back to stop you. Like, oh, wow, you got him. Dude, you and I had wildly different opinions of that movie. <laughs> I did not care for it. And quick montage of training. Yeah, like, this is as close as the movie comes to, like, a moment of joy. And it's intercut with Mike Barnes, like, punching through bricks. <laughs> <laughs> they clearly did that shot twice, too. Did you notice that? Yeah. It's very hazy in Los Angeles still. I didn't realize they were that close to the city. <laughs> well, how could you tell? Like, <laughs> I don't think it's still Blu-ray. No, oh, man, Dennis is getting his ass kicked again. Dennis is pure jobber here. That's all Dennis is there for. <laughs> Dennis tackling dummy. <laughs> Martinez or whatever his name is. Like, Oh, good Lord. <laughs> uh, time for some more repelling. Dude, seriously, is this like Washington? That's I'm that's what I'm thinking. Because like where northern near California? Los Angeles? I mean, it might be northern California, like closer to San Francisco, maybe? I suppose, but still. Oh gee, Miyagi knew how to do repelling <laughs> the whole time? Well Didn't yeah. need Jessica, huh? Dude, well obvious well he was he was getting it for Miyagi, so you know, it was like a surprise. Miyagi's wearing his weird, like, Robin Hood knit cap. He needs a feather in it, though. But yeah, dude, this, like, this whole script. Now, don't get me wrong. This movie is perfect in how terrible it is. Because. I can watch the shit out of it because I think it's because the choices are so baffling. We spend so much time on like ropes talking about fucking trees and like small business. And you're like, is this the karate kid or what? Like, what are we watching? What's the theme of this movie? <laughs> like it's the end of a trilogy. <laughs> yeah. You clearly got to wrap up the, the threads here, don't you? Yeah. Like, Past the first one, where was Daniel supposed to go as a character? Well, dude, but that that's 
something of the beauty of watching movies like this from all these years ago. Like, they didn't think that way. No. They it's like... date and they just... It's like, hey, we need another Karate Kid sequel. Can you write one? It's like, all right, so what happens? Uh, Kreese is broke, but he's got an army buddy. And we need, like, someone he can actually fight. And he's got to have, like, a ton of resources. So let's make him a billionaire. <laughs> a ton of resources to accomplish all these crazy things that he's going to do. Yeah, but, like... They were on a timeline, so there wasn't a ton of time to edit. And so you got weird scenes where, like, Terry Silver is, uh, you know, choosing, um, <laughs> like, which car he's going to drive to fake out this teenager. <laughs> oh, Beating the shit out of this ginger. Shouldn't Daniel's name already be on the uh, hierarchy? It is. It is. It's, see, it's up there. Oh, yeah, I see it. <laughs> so I guess whoever won the championship before Daniel uh-huh. didn't show up to defend his title? Well, no. Uh, Daniel actually explains that. He's like... Um, New rule this year. Oh, yeah. This year. I gotcha. How convenient. <laughs> so, no, the previous year was Johnny, man. Because Johnny was the defending champion. But Johnny still had to fight like a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. To... Yeah, yeah. So it was new rule. Which we're also led to believe this would be like 1985. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Miyagi has the same suit. Dude. Here's the thing, not to be too much of a spoiler here, but this is such a Pyrrhic victory Daniel gets to, where, like, Mike kicks his ass for the whole, like, however long it lasts, and then he gets one point, and we're supposed to celebrate that. Yeah, it's pretty unsatisfying. And then he raises his hands like a fucking goober, like he actually accomplished something, and he got one strike on Mike Barnes the entire movie. After getting his shit owned. It's hilarious. That's kind of what happened in the first one. <laughs> well, no. like Lawrence kicked his ass mostly and then... Well, sure, but like he ran through all the Cobra guys. I mean, except for Bobby. Like, dude, don't tell me he could have beat Dutch. <laughs> the guy on the ladder in the back doing the sign is just like, oh, I can't wait for LED screens. <laughs> Well, no, dude, that's a union gig. <laughs> so, like... Yeah, no one can touch the ladder. Only he can do it. Yep. That's that's his whole job. He's wearing a cravat, man. <laughs> do you think the uh, these spectators know about Terry Silver prior to today? <laughs> like, any of them were excited he'd be here? Like he's a billionaire philanthropist. He does a lot for the community. He provides jobs for all of us. Yeah. No, dude, that's if this movie took place in 2021 and was written by people from uh, Fox News. Like, he may dump nuclear waste, but he's an important pillar of the economy. <laughs> all those toxic waste dumping jobs he creates. That's right.
Yeah, dude. As I'm watching this, and like as we've been commenting on it the whole time, the whole movie just has this weird, dour, downbeat tone to it. <laughs> That's the guy who trained all the fighters in these movies. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. What do you think all those patches mean on Barnes's uh, pants, though? There. One's for bad boy. One's for. <laughs> Can you just constantly like exit the ring and not have any consequences? <laughs> like just prolong this fight as long as you want. Well, pro wrestling heels in Memphis would tell you that you can. Mm. Jerry Lawler made a whole career out of that. <laughs> He's wearing slacks. Like, <laughs> pleated slacks. <laughs> With his uh, very tight t-shirt. Very tight. Tucked into it. <laughs> He's just like throwing haymakers at him. Yeah, like you're watching this and you're like, God, Daniel sucks. Or imagine coming to this movie thinking like, oh, there's going to be a, I'm going to see some karate and then like <laughs> the karate's in the last <laughs> two scenes towards the end. <laughs> All the good stuff. Yeah. Jesus. I feel like that would just be a disqualification right there. Yeah. Intentional face contact. Maybe Johnny has a point, you know? This isn't it already? You've been fighting with me for two weeks. <laughs> I think the only way he'd make this worse is just to kill me on the mat. He's too dumb not to. All I wanted to do was start a bonsai store with my friend. I gotta deal with this. Dude, this really is one of the darkest movies that's ever existed. <laughs> like, yeah, Daniel's, Daniel's not even get like the Lawrence fight. He at least got some shots in, but dude, he went up two nothing on on Johnny in that first fight. He's getting destroyed here. And you're right; he's gonna come back with like one punch and win it. Yeah, he because well, yeah. the whole technicality, like the stupid plan Terry had to like take yeah. points away. Yeah, from yourself. Oh, my arm. Basically, give him a dead arm. 
everyone that stands is like, is this how these are supposed to go? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the last fight of the tournament, I thought the this was a right? championship. <laughs> and all we're getting is this garbage brawl. Pretty sure the ones I saw earlier were better than this. <laughs> The entire trilogy has amounted to this moment. <laughs> so, essentially, uh, like, he's gonna win technically. And what we really need is Hermes from Futurama to come in and be like, you won, you technically won, which is the best kind of victory. <laughs> Basically just screaming at him that you suck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, eesh. <laughs> Time to shut these men up. <laughs> At long last, <laughs> after f- two fucking hours of getting tortured... <laughs> it's time to uh, this entire do some tri- kata, Adam. This entire trilogy has been about focus. Daniel was like... Um, a Jersey kid who was constantly distracted, and now he's he's focusing up to be an adult. All right, Mickey's at his their level. Here we go. It's time for the big climactic moment. Here comes Barnes. Flip over and a shot to the ribs, and Barnes immediately. No sells it. <laughs> <laughs> Not so bad now, are you? After I got my one point. Yes, congratulations. You earned one point and you are the repeat All-Valley champion. <laughs> my God. That is not earned at all. <laughs> yeah. That was... A spectator, I'd be very disappointed in this. And everyone, tournament. look, look at everyone in the background. They're so happy, and we freeze frame it like it's the end of a sitcom. He <laughs> threw one punch and won it. It's incredible. I'm so proud. He's uh, a two-time champion. <laughs> so, okay, final thoughts. This movie is pure ass. <laughs> I give it four stars. Highest recommendation. <laughs> Absolutely, fully agree. Uh, because, dude, like. The sensibility of this movie is so insane. Like, I can't, it's, it's too, stu- my favorite genre of thing is things that are too stupid to exist. And this, this is, this is not the music I expect out of a band called Little River Band. <laughs> so this is like Chicago. Yeah. Um, Ooh, helicopter pilot. Mm. Sweet. Athletic training. Dan Isaacson's winning results. Standby painter. <laughs> Prentice film editors. Boy, you got five people on Foley. Yeah, I guess that they record their own kicks and punches and stuff, probably. <laughs> Dance choreographer. Paula Abdul. Paula Abdul. Amazing. I did not know that. Was it just that nightclub scene? That's it? <laughs> was it Daniel spinning in a circle when he was dancing? 
visual effects crew, probably the bonsai Devil's Canyon thing. Yeah. Ooh, God, t- we're already at the pr- producers. Tiffany and Company, all right. Credits were so much shorter in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, Jonathan Avildsen. Yeah. Junior. Dennis. Francis Bay, yeah, she's there. <laughs> Dennis. <laughs> These are your guys, Snake and Dennis. <laughs> Definitely got to make up their own names on set. Yeah, what do you want to be, Dennis? What about you, Snake? Oh, I wish I chose Shit. that. <laughs> <laughs> Can I change mine? No, we got to roll. Fuck off, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, this could take all night. Where, where's Greg? Where's Greg's band? Greg? Are you talking about uh, Medeiros? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Glenn. Oh, it's actually called I Can't Help Myself. Yeah, Glenn Medeiros. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's Highwire. Oh, okay, so he's got two songs in the movie. I yeah. gotcha. Oh, yeah, because yeah, there's two songs when they come in. They sound the same to me. Oh, Winger's in this movie? <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Well, uh, that was fun. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we did that for posterity. It's important that we recorded our thoughts for this. This is a DC Comics movie. <laughs> <laughs> is it part of the Snyderverse? <laughs> That's why it's so dark, right? <laughs> Shit, we solved it. Okay. <laughs> well, we're not topping that. Thank you for listening. The credits are ending. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. If uh, anyone made it all the way through this, God love you. Yeah, you're you're our kind of people. And thank you, John, for coming back. It's been a long time since you've been on this show. Yeah, dude. We'll uh we'll do it again for real. Uh this is fun commentary, but always a pleasure, Brad. <laughs>